I saw miles and miles of Texas All the stars up in the sky I saw miles and miles of Texas Gonna live Welcome to Hour 1 of Sports Saturday, the 15th Club, with hosts Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up to the minute news from the world of golf. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. Time to tee it high and let it fly. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers, and welcome to the 15th Club live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret on this Saturday afternoon. Hope everybody got to play golf in the heat today. Stay cool if you can out there. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Salt Lake Barbecue, the Muni Conservancy, Zilker Belts, Donald Ross Sportswear, and Adele Golf Saturday. Another heat day, another day for the 15th Club. Scotty, how are you? Good afternoon. I'm doing good, Ed. I did not go out and uh, and play today, but I did play this week. And, Great. you know, if you play early enough and stay hydrated, it's fine. I tell you what, city courses are great shape. Uh, Muni's in great shape. I heard Kaiser's in maybe best shape it's ever been in. And, uh, it, you know, it's about time to punch some of those greens on some of the courses, unfortunately. But... Um, but the heat, the Bermuda grass loves the heat. Yeah. I played a couple of times this week, played this morning. It was hot. It was crowded. But uh, good to get outside. A lot of things going on on the 15th Club show tonight, especially our special guest, Mark Brooks, the 1996 PGA champion and Texas Longhorn All-American and captain of the Hannon Cup golf team coming up in October. Mark, hello. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm good. It's nice to be here and uh, a little out of the heat. Did you spend the day teaching or did I, you play I, today? I did. No, I don't play anymore. <laughs> now, I play occasionally with my kids, uh, students. It's hot out there. It I really did, is. I did about a noon to 4.15 today, and that's the wrong time of day to be out there. Hey, I've got an invitation. It's not, it's not the Masters or U.S. Open, but it is to play with Ed and I in the forever green muni tournament on september 15th well the one sure. we should have won last year yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't miss it okay fantastic okay. wonderful we wonderful. need a, we need a fourth we well, well ben I, ben might ease in or maybe we get bentley cotton or, oh yeah. yeah she'll be in town hey. maybe yeah for sure need to get somebody from the overton family you know to win that thing they've oh, got their own team I, it's, it. it's a ringer team the ringer yeah. team by the overtons yeah. well a lot of things going on in the world of golf it's the final week as they call it, the regular season on the PGA Tour. Somewhat goofy. The top 70 players after tomorrow afternoon will advance to the Tour Championship. They go 70 players, 50 players, and 30 players. Wyndham Classic, that's where they're playing up in North Carolina. And right now, the third round is over. Lucas Glover and Billy Horschel are tied at minus 18. Russell Henley is at minus 17. Ben Ahn is at minus 15. Bottom line is Lucas Glover, who's like an 84, needs to win this thing to move up. Billy Horschel is out of the 70. He needs to move up. Justin Thomas in the field. He's under par. He needs to have a high finish to get into the Tour Championship. So uh, a lot of pressure, Mark Brooks, on a lot of these guys tomorrow to make it into the top 70 to play possibly for three more weeks. 
I, I would agree with everything you said there. It, it For the win, it does look like it's about a four-man race there. Uh, you never know. I mean, they shoot some low scores occasionally. They've even shot them this week, 62s, 63s. There's a lot of people. There's been, fam- you know, well-documented stories over the years of guys, shoot, you know, coming out of nowhere, shooting 62 or 3 the last day to secure their card or make, let's say, make the top 125. What That's what this used to be. And now we're uh, 55 players short of a normal FedEx Cup playoff field. That's a lot of players. It is a lot of players. It is, and I've never, I've never seen so much focus on the guy on the bubble like with Justin Thomas. It has been nothing but Justin Thomas start to finish on the telecast for the last three days. You guys agree? I mean, it's interesting, but is that because there's not that much interest in this tournament otherwise and not that not not that interesting at the top of the leaderboard or you want my opinion yeah for sure <laughs> that's why i'm here okay <laughs> i think it's because we have all i and i i think rightly so would have viewed finishing top 75 top 80 on the money list for a lot of players a pretty decent year not a failure and now we're going to be calling 71st on the money list kind of a failed year and yeah. i think that's the big change so 125, you know, most a lot of guys hanging around that area, you wouldn't have normally expected them there, and usually they're not there. And what's happening is, I think what you're saying, you know, what you're referring to, Ed, is like, this is kind of weird. I mean, yeah. you know, Justin Thomas didn't have a good year, but 70th is not the end of the world, and he's 79th. Well, look at the people who are on the outside looking in. Shane Lowry at 76, a former British Open champ. Justin Thomas, Matt Wallace, who won this year, Adam Scott, Joel Damon, who's uh, seems like a consistent player, former Masters champion Danny Willett, the always reliable Kevin Streelman. Uh, they're from the outside looking in. Gary Woodland, Ches Reeve, uh out. Alex Noren, former guest on this show, looking on the outside. So, Scotty, there are a lot of players that could face the possibility of tomorrow not playing anymore, not playing anymore this year. Well, here's the deal. Alex Noren really needed to make the cut because he was kind of a, a potential wild card pick for the European team. I think I think he's out now probably. Um, Justin Thomas, I keep reading that he's going to make the American team as a oh, pick, wow. whether he's in the top 70 or not. I, I have the projected, live projected, so if it finished – as we sit right here, Justin Thomas would finish 72nd. He'd be out. And he's tied for 11th with a couple of players. So it kind of tells you what, and I, you can look at it. He would be jumping seven spots, and you go, well, who's going to drop out? And, you know, sadly, that would be, uh, here I'm at, Austin Eckroat. Okay. He finished, was 70th going in, missed the cut. He's right. projected to miss by four players. Right. So, it's not that. I mean, I, it's exciting if you're a family member, you know, who's going to miss the playoffs or right. if you're that player and his, and his team. But it's pretty wild. Lucas Glover was actually quite vocal. I believe it was yesterday after his second round, you know, leader near the lead. And, and he he let it rip. He was he was not only unhappy with this 70, you know, for 70 band cutoff for the first playoff event. He was not happy about the designated event field sizes next year wow uh, you know just so it kind of lets you know I mean, not just the bottom of the money list is not thrilled with what's going on they 
preliminary golf week got a hold of the pretty much the schedule next year. Right. So a lot of guys, it's gotten out, it's gotten leaked. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these guys haven't seen it already. Now so, explain explain what he's mad about the designated or the the big money smaller fields. How many how many players? Looks like they're going to be under 80. So wow. 70 to 78 players. Wow. The one concession they've made is the Bay Hill, which is, you know, Arnold Paul, Arnold's spot. Bay, Genesis, L.A., the old L.A. Open, which is Tiger's spot, and Jack's Nicholas's spot at Memorial. They're going to all continue to have cuts. That was kind of the one concession. What's odd... <laughs> is that those fields are going to stay about 80, and they're projecting to cut to 50 after two rounds. So, you know, it's like it's a never-ending saga. There's always something. Because guys would have – you said, well, how big a deal is that? I go, well, the Memorial would traditionally be about 120 players, as would Bay Hill, as was Genesis. So we're taking 40, got 40 players out of those fields, and the guys in the middle of the pack are just not thrilled about it. And no cut, right? Cuts on those three, but right, but not not any not the desert. But cutting from let's say seventy-five to fifty after two rounds. Okay. So it's kind of it's just bizarre. Uh, you know, a traditional cut now a cut on the PGA Tour is top sixty-five and ties. Yeah. And they're going to cut to fifty, so it's just weird. And you know who that's bad for? It's bad for the Golf Channel and the early coverage because they don't have as much to cover before networks come on. In that case, right? It'll be it'll be a little different. It's just not great for golf fans. I mean, no. we all understand the no-cut theory, which is if I have big names in the field, I don't have to worry about those guys having a bad day on Thursday or Friday and not being around for the weekend. I totally get that. It does make that, you know, that part, that's kind of an easy sell. But then when I have these three events, for example, Bay Hill, Memorial, and Tigers Genesis, they're begging. They, in fact, they don't. They, let's just cut to the chase. They demanded cuts. They demanded cuts. They, they were vocal about it last year. Well, so. think about it. And, the, and then the other, the other effect is how hard it's going to be to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs with these, you know. For, for sure. I mean, it's kind of a close. It's going to be a lot of those guys that are in that close field, those close fields. They'll be the ones moving on. So they, the, the new schedule is going to be 39 events. In, from January through August, they've now announced, I've already I mean, read it, I, you can read it online, it's in Golf Week, eight in the fall, which okay. will be playing for your card. Right. Because the FedEx Cup will be over, the right. playoffs are over. They'll actually move next year because of the, the Olympics. They'll be one week later, so they won't really finish till like September 1st or 2nd, the, the last playoff event. But if you take the 39 events, y'all all know, there's opposite field events involved there. Sure. At least four. Yeah. There's the Tournament of Champions, which is at Kapalua. So you go, where are you going with this? I go, well, I was at 39. I'm already down to 33. Three playoff events. Now I'm down to 30. Eight designated. Mm, I'm down to 22. So if you're out of the Q school, for example, you may only get 23, 24, 22 to 24 starts before the playoffs. Tough sledding. That is tough. Yeah. Yeah. Tough sledding. Also, I read there's going to be a new name for the Byron Nelson Golf Classic. I, I, I there is. That's is it CJ. It's, it's a new new title sponsor. 
was it CJ? I believe it's CJ, which is weird because AT&T's had that for a long time. Well, they, yeah, they didn't get treated very good, and they said, see you later. Yeah, I think that's true. I read it. I, I believe it's a South Korean company. Uh-huh. That's a hell of a bad and, thing. But they, they have been involved because they actually yeah. were the sponsor of the tournament that was in South Korea. Good Lord Almighty. You mean tell me you got a Korean South, company? It's, South a good, Korean. it's a good Korean. Well, they're it's the, the good Korean. <laughs> they're, the, they're the good Korea. Yeah, hey. but still. Is AT&T still going to do their Pebble Beach? Pebble Beach, yes, and it's a designated event. Oh, that's good for them, though. That's good so for them. So can you imagine Pebble is going to have a small field? We'll see. Oh, we'll see. Man. What about those titans of industry who want to play out yes. there? Well, that'll be even a tougher ticket yeah. to buy. We need to take a break. After this break, more with Mark Brooks and Scotty Sears. I'm Ed Clements. This is the 15th Club. Live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret, still to come, we've got the Live Golf leaderboard. The Live Golf leaderboard. Oh, boy, leaderboard. and an Angel Cabrera update. An Angel Cabrera update. <laughs> the wait. duck is loose. The duck is loose. <laughs> and Tiger Woods on the PGA Tour board will get Mark's feelings about that when we return to the 15th Club, live from the Cabaret on Lake Austin Boulevard, right after this. Hi, my name is Kate Golden. I'm associate head coach for the women's golf team here at University of Texas, and you're listening to the great guys at the 15th Club. Thank you, Kate Golden. Great, great former Longhorn winner on the LPGA Tour, now assistant golf coach with Ryan Murphy of the University of Texas. I saw Chris Plonsky today at the golf course, University of Texas assistant athletic director, and the legendary Jody Conrad, the former Longhorn head basketball coach. They were playing golf today. This is the 15th Club live from... The Deep Eddy Cabaret on Lake Austin Boulevard. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sears. Mark Brooks, the former PGA champion, multi-year Texas Longhorn All-American. Wonderful golf instructor. Pretty good guy. Married well. He's with us this afternoon here on the show. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. Scotty, they're playing the Live Tour this week at the Greenbrier. Uh, in West Virginia, and a guy by the name of David Puig is the leader, and Mark Brooks knows David Puig. David Puig is at minus 12, and he is tied with Matthew Wolf at minus 12. Richard Bland of England is at minus 11. Bryson DeChambeau leads a group at minus 10. Our friend Sergio Garcia is at minus 5. Mark, you played with David Puig. Tell everybody about this young man. I did. He's from Arizona State. He's young. Uh, obviously didn't have any luck initially come trying to you know go through the traditional grab the pga tour card so he was given an opportunity and it's actually worked out pretty good for him he this would be a huge win for him my gosh money wise four million dollars i'd call that a pretty good weekend for this young guy it would be fantastic for him yeah uh and good for the team the uh torque golf club he's with, the torques he's the torques i mean so many things are become <laughs> tongue, tongue in cheek and, and, and it's it, the money spins though, doesn't it, Mark? And they they have a bunch of big. Yeah. You know, we you can make fun of the top of the leaderboard, but unfortunately, we can do that with the PGA Tour as well. Yes, sir. So you know, my my joke, but <laughs> you know, the tongue in cheek would be, I don't know whether I'm more excited that Richard Bland is in third or that the Torque has the lead. You know, <laughs> and, it's, and <laughs> it's pretty pretty wild. <laughs> and the Torque is uh, Sebastian Munoz. Okay, yeah, North and Texas the, and and the tournament leader and Mito Pereira. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of the foreign team there, Colombia. Yeah. Yeah, Chile yeah. and Arizona State. So anybody want to make a comment about what Phil Mickelson said about none of the live players want to go back to the tour? I mean, it was that was a pretty divisive uh, set of statements he made. Um, 
And he said they're wasting their time trying to make some kind of a deal. said it's going to be a long time before they come to terms. So is that Phil just talking, or do you think, I mean, it's, I haven't seen any any plan yet that's come forward. Yeah, let, me, let me jump in first, Mark. The more he talks, the worse he looks to me. How petulant and how bitchy and how small Phil Mickelson <laughs> is now looking to me. And I used to like the guy. I used to like the guy. Scotty and Ben introduced me to him and yeah. the lovely Amy many times, but he just seems like a petulant person. So I'll attack the words, not the person. <laughs> okay. Foot, foot and mouth disease. I mean, you can go back to the Alan Shupnick, Ship, Shupnick yeah. article. Yeah. Shipnick. Shipnick. Yeah. The fire pit collective. He would appreciate that. Yeah. He, I, I like, you know, he's a talented writer. It was just brutal. And he, and he went silent there for quite a while. I, I'll be honest with you, Ed, I'm shocked that he's back actually even chirping. Yeah. I mean, uh, Yasser's the only one that knows really what's probably going on with this. They're not sharing the details of the definitive agreement that they are trying to reach with the tour. They're not sharing these things with Phil. Little pieces here and there. But for him to say no player wants to go back, no. The only reason no player would want to go back is if they've already been informed that the price to come back is so steep, none of them will take it. And that could be a strategy. Like, you know, here's your penalty. Yeah. yeah. Five-year probation, you know, <laughs> suspension, and I want half the money they paid you up front. I don't think that's going to be the case. But, uh, no, he doesn't know. He's just No, and he's, he's just about flapping. Flapping. He's about to go dark again when the Billy Walters book comes out. Oh, that's now, August 19th. Ex explain yeah. that, Scotty. Billy yeah. Walters book, what is that now? I don't want to say something that goes underneath the topic of a legal breach, but Allegedly, Phil could have kept Billy from going to jail uh, on this insider stock trading thing. That and Billy Walters, great guy. And I mean, Billy I Walters' profession is gambling. Gambling. Well, okay. no, I, I, you say that he owned four courses in Las Vegas. Still owns Bally High. Owns about sixty car dealerships. Wow. Uh, I mean, he is a businessman, and he is a smart businessman. He just happens to be someone who has gambled and gotten a lot of attention in Las Vegas because he's placed big bets. He placed a $2 million Super Bowl bet, which at one time was the biggest bet ever. Uh, but anyway, Phil Phil and Billy were good pals, and, you know, and Phil was able to pay his way out of the insider trading thing, and Billy went to jail for a while. Wow. So Billy's writing a book, and yep. it's coming out in August. And I don't, it's not going to be that flattering, I'm afraid. I don't think so. <laughs> what was your relationship with Phil, Mark Brooks, on the PGA Tour? I know you played with him, against him many, many times. We were peers. You know, you passed through the night in the locker room, occasionally hit, warmed up. I wasn't close to Phil. I don't know that that many players that actually were. I mean, Phil was a superstar when he came out. He, he, won, as, he won a tournament as an amateur. Yeah. So he already basically had, you know, the entourage, the group, and uh, – Supremely talented. I mean, you know, good, good lord. I mean, the guy. He, I, I don't know. He's probably like third. You know, on the on the wins list from from this era. Uh, so, no, I, I wasn't close to Phil. Scotty, you had a relationship with Phil through Ben Crenshaw. Yeah, a little bit, but I wasn't out on tour with him. You know, hanging hanging around. I just see him, and we'd exchange niceties, ask, ask about the families. Nice, you know, nice sure. enough guy. Just like Mark says, occasionally put his foot in his mouth. Yeah. 
When we return more on the 15th Club, live from the Deep Addy Cabaret, Ed and Scotty with our special guest, Mark Brooks, uh, we'll talk about Tiger Woods getting on the PGA Tour board. We'll also talk about the Ryder Cup. Zach Johnson has some decisions to make. We'll get Mark's impressions of that and much, much more when we return after the news on KLBJ. Let it went straight down the middle Where it wound up is the middle This is Brandel Chambly, and you're listening to The 15th Club with Ed Clemens and Scotty Sayers, KLBJ. Thank you, Brandel, very much. Brandel Chambly will be in Austin in October. He'll be on Mark Brooks' handicap team. Uh, in October. Also, Brandel's going to be the MC for the Texas Golf Hall of Fame ceremony down in San Antonio, Scotty, that same week. Going to be a whole bunch of fun. Except I think they're having it in Frisco. Are they? They're yeah. Frisco? Yeah, they, yeah, that's okay. This year. They're moving it. See, I think he might have double booked because... He did. He did. Because the handicap... <laughs> Is, is, I think it's a Monday or Tuesday. No, he, I talked to him yesterday. Yeah. He's definitely going to be here for the handicap. <laughs> well, but we've moved the date. Okay. Only by a day. Okay. Only we're by gonna, a day. We're going to actually play our tournament. We're going to play our competition on Tuesday and Wednesday. Not Monday. And well, the Formula One race finishes Sunday night, and that's when we were going to have our dinner. Yeah. With the night before. So we've moved it so everybody can enjoy the race. Then we'll do the dinner Monday night and play golf. Tuesday and Wednesday. And the Hannon Cup is is 12 amateurs, some yes. of the best amateurs in town against 12 of the local pros and they raise money for kids scholarships, golf tournaments in honor of the late Texas golf coach George Hannon. Yes. Now the Texas Golf Hall of Fame is not moving to Frisco. They're setting up a satellite location in Frisco at the PGA of America facility. And so they're going to bounce back and forth for a while, I think. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Well, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, Scotty, and, I didn't know the thank you because it's always been in San Antonio, but now thank you. It's going to be in Frisco this year. Well, they're going to do the event in Frisco. They have moved it around when uh, when our friend Vern Lundquist was inducted a couple of years ago. They did it at Rivercrest in Fort Worth. Hopefully someday they'll bring it back to Austin. Uh, maybe induct Randy Petrie, who should be in the Texas Golf Hall of Fame as one of the great amateur players, even before he turned pro. Um, and they're talking about doing it in Houston one year, but they're actually setting up a satellite facility in Frisco. They've had some of the players that are in the Hall of Fame uh, record video segments talking about their life, and, and Ben Crenshaw did one the other day. Uh, really good. Uh, really fun. So, Anyway, that's long story short, but Brandel is going to uh, be the host of the induction ceremony up there, and I think David Marr is trying to get something together uh, about the 70th anniversary of Hogan's winning three majors in 1953. Wonderful. So yeah. uh, he's trying to see what players he can get to come talk about that that knew Ben Hogan. So throw your hat in the in the. Uh, proverbial pile for that because you knew, Mr. You knew Mr. Hogan but uh, David's working on something like that so yeah, well, David, cool. David Moore has week. a really really good show on the weekends on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio really good yeah. shows on Saturday and Sunday morning our show the 15th Club proudly brought to you by ABC Bank and by Texas Mutual Insurance with assistance by Maudie's Tex-Mex the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel Salt Lake Barbecue the Muni Conservancy Zilker Belts Donald Ross Sportswear and by Adele Golf. Scotty, 
uh, a former Masters champion, had some wonderful news today. A guy that Mark Brooks used to play against quite often. Give us the details of that. All I can tell you is Angel Cabrera, a.k.a. The duck. the duck. How do you say that in Spanish? Uh, El Duque. El Duque. I think there's a word. I, well, anyway. El Pato. El Pato. Yeah, that's it. That's El it. Pato. Yeah, and uh, Charlie Epps has got to be happy because Angel Cabrera is out of jail after missing at least three champions dinners at Augusta. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if he comes back to the champions dinner next year. I hope and he does. Plays in the match. I hope he does because I think he's a he's a he's a, a popular player to the fans. Talk about your <laughs> friendship with uh, Angel Cabrera, and did you have any uh, times to play with him or any any tournaments you went head to head with Angel Cabrera? You know, I didn't play with him very many times. I was pretty much done. I know I'm not. I'm probably almost ten years older than he is, so I I kind of missed him. Um, I don't know. That's it's a, it's a. I'll be real honest. It's a, kind of a tough, tough topic for me. It uh, is. It's hard. It's you like know, I know you. You know, you do the crime, you pay the time. And, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's. I think it's tragic. But uh, I will say he's still on. He's on parole, so he got out early. He was sentenced to about four and a half years. He did about two, so he's going to be on parole. I'm not so sure he's going to be able to leave the country. Uh, he's been allowed to go home to his family. He's in Argentina, right? Back to Argentina. Back, yeah. He was in Brazil, I believe. He's uh, he's in Argentina. Back in Argentina. He yeah. was extradited. Well, actually, he was extradited back to Argentina. Okay. And that was where the court okay. cases. So, you know, whatever. He's done the time. I hope he learned his lesson. But, you know, I don't think anybody can make light of the domestic. Oh, no. Domestic of course not. Oh, I know you're not, but no, I'm like, no, no, I know, I, wait know. a minute. You know, we're, we're kicking guys off the PGA Tour for going to live golf and taking a little check and we're going to welcome somebody back. You know, let's be oh, careful. I know. I, I and, know. And, yeah. You know, I, I feel sorry for him, but also uh, feel sad for him. 2009 Masters champion, and he won a three-way playoff. I think Kenny Perry was in that. I can't remember who else. He was. I don't remember the third the third player. And explain Charlie Epps. Two Charlie Epps is the great Houston instructor, Scotty. Yeah, Charlie Epps and Dick Harmon were, were boy, they were hand-in-hand. Hand, the two really... Great guys of Houston golf, great teachers, pros, um, and Charlie has been Angel Cabrera's teacher for many, many years, and translator in some cases. I mean, he would he was sticking pretty close to him during his heyday, during the glory years. Yeah. Angel, I'm going to suggest he does, he probably doesn't come back yeah. to the Champions Dinner, not for a while, anyway. Okay, yeah. Uh, ben Clements has joined us. Ben Clements, uh, fresh off of. Nice round last week at Delaware Springs, a golf course that uh, you were introduced to that I really like. Scotty knows the designers of that. Who, who designed that golf course, some Coor Crenshaw guys? Dave Axlin and Dan Proctor. Yeah. And uh, Dave had worked with Coor Crenshaw for, gosh, nearly 40 years now. He's done projects on his own, Wild Horse up in Nebraska, one of the great public courses up there. And then Dan Proctor's done all kinds of work for us at Austin Golf Club. He, doing a job down in uh, Belton right now uh, for us for uh, for a school down there for Mary, Mary Harden Baylor yeah, yeah, yeah. and a uh, little practice course and uh, just such talented guys they did Delaware Springs literally they were being handed money as they walked off you know <laughs> every month 
they were just getting paid out of somebody's pocket or from the city. It is, and they did it on a shoestring. It, it is a fine golf course, Ben. I think you'll attest it's to really that. Good. No, yeah, it's it's a wonderful public golf course, a wonderful muni. That it reminded me a lot of Lions here down the road because I walked into the pro shop, and everybody seemed to know each other. It was a really good community there in Burnett of local golfers that go there to get together to socialize to play golf, and it made me, you know, contemplate. What would happen if, if Burnett lost Delaware Springs, just like if Austin loses Muni, they lose a community. And, and that's, the, the I think, the, the best part about that place was oh, the, the people that go there. It's a great golf course. They got they got uh, deviled eggs, and they got great cheeseburgers in that dining hall there, too, Mark Brooks. They have a range. I've been there. Yeah, I've good been place. there several times. Good place. They, they, they're, they're very open to hosting lots of events, particularly with the juniors. So they annually host several events. Mark, could you explain what all the, the this week Tiger was named to the PGA Tour board? What was that involved? And in? it seems like Jay Monahan every week loses more power, more influence. <laughs> oh, shorter. The legs get shorter and shorter and shorter. You know, I, I was on tour a long time. I was never on the actual policy board. I was on the so-called PAC, which is the Player Advisory Council, you know, many times. And you can quote Lucas Glover again last this week that the PAC's powerless, kind of waste of time. He's quoted. I'm not, I'm not making that up. I am shocked that they did it the way they did it because – you can't find it in the our reg book because that's bylaws and stuff. Yeah, bylaws and stuff. I mean, you can't just. I mean, you can. They obviously did, but it's like I don't know how you can just appoint someone. Well, on, they on sent the a letter, board. Scotty and Rory and oh, 41, 41 players. Well, by the way, that's that was the that's kind of the Delaware group, the twenty three that met last summer and you know put the put the light laid the law down for you know do this or else. And those are the PAC members. Most of those are PAC members that are on that list. Okay. So that's kind of where you accumulate that 41. Yeah, the policy board, um, he joins Patrick Cantlay, Charlie Hoffman, Peter Malnati, Roy McElroy, and Webb Simpson. So they, were he, all, they were all voted on. Okay. Okay, they were all elected. <laughs> None of them were appointed. Yes. So would Tiger get elected if he so chose? Yes. More than likely. More yeah. than likely. Yes. But appointing? We've, it's never been done in the history. My guess is they'll immediately, if not already, go in and amend the bylaws to make it look and be okay. So. Okay, we want to talk when we get back about what was in it for Tiger to join that. And I think that's the big question. And well, I want to talk about the Ryder Cup standings going into tomorrow's final round of the regular season and who we expect to be named by Zach Johnson to the Ryder Cup. This is the 15th Club live from the Deep Eddie Cabaret. Ed and Scotty with our friend Mark Brooks and Ben Clements. End Zone Club comes on at 6. And there's a, there's a whole bunch to talk about in college football beginning at 6 o'clock. Our show brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. More from the Cabaret right after this. Hi, this is Vern Lundquist. You're listening to the 15th Club with Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on KLBJ. The legend, the great Vern Lundquist, thanks very much. Welcome back to the 15th Club, live from the Deep Eddie Cabaret, Ed and Scotty. 
Sports. Mark Brooks and Ben Clements, our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. Before we get to what Tiger got for being on the PGA Tour Policy Board, Christian Moss, uh, Mark, the current Texas Longhorns, lost today in the finals of the Western Amateur at North Shore uh, in Chicago. Man, he came really close to winning that thing. That's a big one. Might be the second biggest, you know, amateur event in the country behind the U.S. Amateur. Yeah. He's the real deal. We've known it since he's stepped foot on on the 40 acres and, you know, out at UT Golf Club. The kid's a fantastic kid, great player. It's a shame he didn't get it done, but whatever. Great yeah, finish. Tommy Morrison's had a good summer, too. He, he has. Mason Nome, I know, qualified for the U.S. Amateur, so a lot of Longhorns making some noise this summer, Scotty. They're loaded this year. It's going to be a good year for, for UT golf. Of course, you, I mean, you never know when you get into the NCAAs. you gotta got to perform, but hopefully they'll have enough momentum where they'll... They have play. enough heat on this team. They ought to have a strong five come out. There's not... They have more than five. I mean, it's going to be about nine guys just dogfighting it for those five spots. Yeah, I'd like to have the B team. I'd like to be a coach and the be B coaching team, the B team. The B team could finish be a top ten team in the country. Well, I've yeah. got great news. We've been invited to La Costa uh, next uh, May for the uh, tournament. It's going to be at the Omni La Costa, and we've been invited to have this radio show out in La Costa. Who invited you? Uh, coach John Fields did and the great folks at Omni. Did they, uh, yes. They're going to send money and plane tickets and Well, they just said we could broadcast the show and give us a few vodkas and a few Tito's. That's all they said. Well, Hold one, out. one room and two rollaways. <laughs> I demand my own pillow. Uh, that's a whole other story. I think I did that with Ed one year at the PGA for one night. One night. With Charlie Crenshaw. We couldn't get another room at Southern Hills. Yeah. God, those guys snored. Yeah, <laughs> we had, had a good time, though. Good time. Okay, the what did Tiger get possibly from getting, getting on the board? I don't know, Mark. Did you see anything? He got something. I saw something where he potentially received an equity state stake in Aramco PGA Tour for-profit new company Enterprises, which is Jeff Shackelford, our friend's way of saying they will give him something. They'll create something from one of these new for-profit. I, I missed that. Was that today? Because I've been trying to keep up. Might have been today or yesterday. I think I think Jeff is Maybe really just he's tongue-in-cheeking it, well, it's saying funny. they will find something to make it worth Tiger's while. Right. So on the subject, no, no, nobody to my knowledge, the last you know, existence of the policy board has ever been a player been a, just like appointed or chosen to go on. Right. Now, obviously, they had their favorites, and they figured out a way to do it. The, the odd part is that Tiger Woods, who's 48 now, has never been on the pack, the policy board. He's never run for anything. You know, I know he's had influence. I'm not arguing that. But he's never had. He's never been involved in the politics. And so my, my question would be, is this a combination of protecting his legacy? He wants to make sure the PGA Tour, because that is his legacy. That's one protect the legacy number two what's in it financially for him and I'm with, I'm with jeff so but also got, it keeps him in the game right i mean he, he's slowed down he's playing maybe two three tournaments a year this is a way to be we don't know how many can play exactly it, well, that's the point though integral to the game he's you know basically front desk now instead of being you know in the trenches well he's yeah ever since that accident he's been transitioning out of being a player because he just can't well here, here's why it's brutally different okay michael jordan can buy a team 
not the NBA. Okay, that's the difference. Or somebody can actually get involved with a team, not the whole league. I'm so adamantly against this, I can't even see straight. So it's pandering to the top. The middle and the bottom are going to suffer greatly, and overall, it'll end up you're not going to be much better than live if you're not careful. Wow. Yeah, with these new formats. No question. Yeah, yeah. good point. Um, Can we talk about the Ryder Cup? Yeah, let's let's okay. take a look. Ryder, uh, Ryder Cup in September in Rome. Right now, we have two qualifiers already on the American team, Scotty Scheffler and Wyndham Clark. Uh, Brian Harmon is three, Kepka's four, Xander Schauffele's five, Patrick Cantley is six. The top six automatically go. And then Zach Johnson, uh, the Ryder Cup captain, has six at-large picks. And right now, Ben Clements' friend Max Homa is at seven, Cam Young is at eight, Jordan Spieth is at nine, Keegan Bradley, ten, Colin Morikawa, eleven, and Ricky Fowler at twelve. Sam Burns is at 13, Justin Thomas 14, Denny McCartney 15, Tony Finau 19, to name a few. Okay, Captain Brooks, who are your six picks right now? All right, I'm going to have to borrow Ed's phone here. here. You can so use that too. Y'all are, okay, thank you. You're assuming that Brooks Kepka is going to stay in the top six? Yeah, let's yeah. just say it's as is. So it's a major winner. Yeah. Well, major winner. More than that. Top 10 at the U.S. Open, second at the Masters, wins the PGA. Yeah, good year. Lock. I'm going to say that I'm going to go ahead and pick Homa. He had a he's had, had pretty good experience. You know, he had a good experience last time in one of these type of formats. He's a great putter. He's a pretty straight ball striker. It's not a major. I think he'll play okay. I would pick Max Young. Yes. Hadn't won a golf tournament yet. Borderline. Yeah. You don't make my golf team. I mean, you don't play on the Ryder. Wow. You do not play on the Ryder Cup if you haven't won a tournament. Okay, what about if, Justin Thomas, who's who's won many and playing terrible well, right I'd now? Well, I'd pick him over Cam Young. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, the back, his back's against yeah. the wall. He just went 70, 65, 66. The odds are he might, he'll pull a 6 Doesn't erase the last six weeks. So yeah. you'd put him on. Absolutely. Yeah, and and that's probably the one that bumps Cam Young. So, so how many we got? Fowler's on, no yeah. doubt. What about yeah. Keegan? I, I need the ratings. Keegan. Yeah. Keegan's in. Keegan's Keegan. in from his play. What about yeah. Jordan? Jordan's in. I need the ratings. What about Ricky? <laughs> Ricky Fowler. Ricky he's Fowler in. just said he's, he's in. in. Ratings. He's in. Morikawa. Okay. Morikawa in. Okay, so, 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 so Justin Young. Thomas really... In your mind, bumps Cam Young, and I'm I'm kind of with you on that because he's of, rated eighth right now. You're screwing him, man. You're screwing Cameron Young. You're throwing dirt in his face. He doesn't have a trophy in his house. Ed. Justin Thomas, until this weekend, hasn't had a game. Well, let he me tell you something. He was second in the British Open last year. He was in the hunt in L.A. He's in the hunt every okay. week, every major. Justin Thomas has a resume. He has wow. a. He's played well in the Ryder Cup. He's a great team room guy. You know, he might not be one of the top eight or nine players on that team right now, but I guarantee you he's going to be a pick. He's in the fraternity. He's in the fraternity. He's in the fraternity. It's not about what you're doing now. It's about what you've done. So Phil should be in. Tiger should be in. I thought you'd change your – I thought you right? No. Now let's back up. You just – you know, that you made me pick. I did. Yeah. My actual solution is you go ten automatic. Yeah. And now we got a real tough pick for those last two. But So Cam Young would make my team. 
if I was captain because there would all there he would, would be, have been forced on there would you. be ten automatics. Okay. Can I just say this? If Phil Mickelson has done better than Justin Thomas this season. He has the resume and the Ryder Cup stats. By that degree, Phil should be in over Justin uh, Thomas. That, that, that's not been. Forget it. That's that's not a good argument. I'm, I'm gonna, sorry. I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot. shoot that no, down. you make a good point. He played well in the Masters, and yeah, oh yeah, better than JT this year. Yeah. I mean, think about this. Tiger Woods goes on the policy board before he's a Ryder Cup captain. Ooh. I don't. I, mean, I just don't get it. I don't think Phil. <laughs> hey, back to Ben. I don't think Phil's finished top ten on a live event. <laughs> so, we did pretty well though, really. Go to ra- that one round in the Masters. Sorry. Okay, the European team, they got nine really good guys that I'm sure are going to be on the team. McElroy, Rom, McIntyre, Fleetwood, Perez, Lowry, Hatton, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Victor Hovland. They got three kind of floating guys, some that might make it automatically, like this guy, Yannick Paul and Moreau. Not Aberg. Aberg gets it. Aberg from Texas. That's a great team. Yeah. They've got nine good players, you know, where they'll struggle is in singles. Hey, we got to run. Uh, stay, hey, stay with us, uh, Scotty and, and Mark, because we're going to talk about uh, an earth-shattering day yesterday in college football. Don't go away. News is next on KOBJ. This has been the 15th Club, live from the Deep Eddie Cabaret. Don't go away. <laughs>